All right. Welcome back again to Rise to Liberty podcast. After a minor technical mishap, we have decided to restart the screen. For anyone who wasn't watching, uh, I'll end up deleting the other stream later anyways. But today I am joined with Brandon Joe Williams. Um, Brandon has been an author. Um, you, you were a common law lawyer, correct? Yeah. And uh, you, you've started... Uh, See, I don't have any of my notes up. Uh, what What's the name of the coalition? Oh, the Amnesty Coalition. It's basically the Amnesty like Coalition. All about not not having like a big ass civil war on our hands, but something where we just kind of move on with our lives and yeah, you know, don't not not seeking revenge essentially for what's going on. It sounds kind of like uh, checking out, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, revenge equals revenge equals revenge equals revenge. So we're not yeah we're not all about that. You know what I mean? So, um, let's see here. So you've got one of the best websites I think I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> one stupid Go check it out. It is in the episode description. Um, and you have a, you, you have a section on here about state national theory and, uh, breaking down out of the matrix. Uh, do you kind of want to break down exactly what that is and what you're offering people. Yeah. So, so uh, I, I had a, a client of mine who was trying to tell me about all this crazy ass, you know, exit the matrix. We live in a voluntary system. Uh, you can literally just exit out the open door, all this shit. Right. I didn't believe her. Thought she was crazy for probably about two years. And then eventually I ran into a big problem with the business that I was, that I owned. And, uh, and I decided I need I need something I need some big guns for this. This is a bit, this is a big deal. I had a government agency that was about ready to wipe me out, right? So I was finally ready to listen to Nancy Kramer, and I uh, so I called her up and I said, "Hey, I want to I want to learn about this thing that you were trying to tell me about for the last two years that I wasn't willing to listen to. I'm ready to listen to it now." And uh, I went and saw her. She blew my mind. And then I went off and I started studying on my own for probably about six, seven months. I bought a ton of different books and I started watching every single video I could on the internet and everything else. And um, um, on, on, I think it was March 14th is when I officially launched my website, right? And my website uh, got a bit of traction, a little bit, right? But it was just a lot. It was basically just the the theory page essentially was the, was the, the beginning and it wasn't anywhere near as as long and it wasn't anywhere near as in depth as it is now it's gone through probably i don't know 140 different um changes and evolutions throughout the past year um and then everybody was 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 looking at it and kind of like yeah it's a bit of interest and this and that and it was kind of like whatever and then uh, but a lot of people were asking me hey can you do like an audio version or a video version or some other type of non-text-based thing and i and i wasn't going to do that i'm like fuck you if, you, if you're gonna if you want to learn this you need to read it go fuck yourself right but then after <laughs> but then after many months of this i was like okay okay i was like i'm doing my research i'm doing this people really want this uh this could be fun uh fuck it i'm gonna do it so i moved into my my first time ever living by myself i moved into this apartment and i bought a light ring and I bought a high definition camera and I bought all this shit and I was like, fuck it. I'll do a, I'll do a video course for these fine people. And so it took me five weeks 
uh, of nonstop every day, all day, either writing or thinking or adjusting or shooting video. I shot probably 22 or 24 hours of video over the course of 39 different videos. Well, at first it was just 37. I did two more later. Um, but, uh, and then I launched the free contract killer course on July 2nd of 2022. And that is when the explosion occurred. And it's just been completely, absolutely insane ever since. I got, I think back when the website was just text-based, I'd get like maybe a few hundred people a month coming to the website. And now we're getting uh, 600 to 1200 people a day coming to the website. So it's a, it's a huge, huge, massive difference in terms of interest. And uh, it seems like the video, the video course is really what people wanted. So once I gave it to them, they just went ape shit. That's what, that's what it seems like. So, um, so what I do is I, I have the contract killer course. That's from July 2nd. That's, that's, that's basically what takes you from the very, very, very bottom ground floor and brings you way up to like the 80th story of the building. You come off and you're like, holy fuck, you're like in the clouds basically, right? So, but I continue my research and I continue to, to dig things up and find all sorts of really crazy things and I put them on my website. So my website is like a live document, okay? All of the pages are pretty much all live documents. You, you could comment to my website in a week. There's going to be other shit there that wasn't there last week, okay? Uh, you could go there in a couple days, and there's going to be shit there that wasn't there two days ago, okay? So uh, what I do is, is I basically get all this information from all these different places, and then I cull it down, and I figure out what, what, what really... Basically, what, what I feel like I'm doing is I'm doing like a 10 million puzzle piece puzzle. It's like if you took a, a puzzle and it was as large as like an entire small town and it was just a big park and you just put this gigantic puzzle throughout the whole park, you find these little pieces and then you, you have different organizing centers. You have like this piece, I think will go over here at some point in time. This piece will probably go over here at some point in time. You have like these pre-organization stacks. And then at some point in time, the pieces go into the actual puzzle itself, right? But I mean, I feel like I feel like we're we're probably I don't know, man, forty or fifty percent done with this puzzle. So uh, before the uh, other stream went to shit real quick, you were mentioning how you were actually working with the IRS. Mm. Yeah. So so originally, obviously, we thought it's possible some of these government agencies and the IRS and all these other places we're going to have a problem with some of the stuff that we were doing. We just assumed that. Um, and it turns out uh, that couldn't be farther from the fact. Um, all the government cares about and all the government agencies care about and all the police care about and all the IRS cares about is that you're following the codes. So what we're doing is we're finding ways to do everything directly and explicitly from the codes themselves. So we're digging through the codes and then we're applying the codes exactly as they are stated. And uh, no, we're, we're getting the IRS to actually physically call employers that are refusing to file documents because they think the documents <laughs> are, are false or forgeries or whatever. And uh, 
the IRS is telling these people, no, you need to file these documents. These are these are official documents. These are legal documents. Everything that this group is doing is completely legal. And the IRS is actually physically assisting us to, to do this. The, the, the IRS will physically assist you to never, ever, ever pay taxes again, to put yourself in a state where you don't even need to file a tax return at all completely legally that's just wild uh, honestly i think i'm more shocked at the fact that you could get somebody from the irs on the phone <laughs> well it depends on which numbers you call some of the numbers that you call yeah. you can get someone on the phone in, in three seconds some of the numbers that <laughs> you call so it's two three hours four hours yeah yeah so exactly how did you stumble on this i know you had mentioned a, a client that was kind of telling you about this that you didn't believe yeah, I had this client that was telling me about this for two years. She's so nice. She would just bring it up, you know, a little bit, you know, <laughs> two, three times a year, you know, you know, you'd really like this and it's really fun and we're doing all this stuff and I'm talking to the sheriff and all this. And, oh, that's nice. Fuck that. You know, that's what I thought, you know, for probably two years. And then finally I was dealing with a problem uh, at one of my companies and, uh, it, it pushed me over the edge and I said, fuck it. I'm going to call, I'm going to call Nancy up and, and go talk to her because this is a seriously terrible problem that if I don't sell, so, solve this problem, the government's going to wipe out my company. So I went to go see her and then I started to do my own research for about six months, very quietly. I took on two mentors um, and read, I don't even know how many books and watched, I don't even know how many hours of video. And, um, um, six months later, I released my website and, uh, it's just been, it was a slow start at first, but like I said, once, the, once the contract killer course came out, that was, that was it, man. It's just been batshit crazy ever since. So I assume it's a lot of success stories coming out of this. Yeah. I have a whole page on my website with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. It's the fan art and submissions page. You can see that on my website and you can just scroll down for ages. It's just, and I, I put shit on there. I add shit to that thing like like every day practically. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot. A lot of things are happening. Uh, it's pretty wild. It's pretty fucking wild. Yeah. So, I mean, th this might be kind of a stupid question, but why isn't this like bigger news? Uh, COVID and everything that's happened in the last couple of years has pushed this entire subject up to just barely emotionally within reach for most people. Prior to COVID, no one really even believed in this shit. No one even really wanted to hear it. Um, but now here we are in, if you don't, you know, get a, get a jab, you're going to lose your job or whatever other craziness that they're trying to do. <laughs> um, it's pushing people so far beyond what they had originally thought they would be looking at or inspecting. And uh, in fact, even in the last like two months, you're starting to see state national related material all over red pill and conservative Instagrams and, and news feeds. It's starting to actually completely bleed into the Republican and Libertarian feeds. It's not a Republican or Libertarian subject. It is a completely 
apolitical to the illusionary world that we live in 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 America or in this world. It's completely outside of that spectrum entirely. It is not. It is not a a. It is a non-polarized, entirely upper level sector, which is um, not based on emotion, but it's based on law. You can do whatever you want. You can get all the abortions you want. You can you can be as gay as you want. You can you can marry whoever you want. You can own whatever guns you want. You can you can you can do whatever you want on either side of the spectrum in this upper level and and no laws that are created and no no anything that the government is doing doesn't have anything to do with you. You are you are free to express yourself as you see fit. You are free to live your life as you see fit and and your rights begin and end where other people's rights begin. So as long as you're not hurting other people or fucking with other people or damaging other people or 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 slandering other people or libeling other people, uh, there is no such thing as statutory crime. There is no such thing as possession of a firearm. There is no such thing as driving too fast. There is no such thing as blowing a stop sign. There is no such thing as uh, carrying drugs on you. There is no such thing as uh, any sort of crime that doesn't have a victim and the state can't be the victim is officially gone and nulled and has nothing to do with you or your life. And the government actually completely acknowledges this fact in the United States Code. This is not some crazy, psycho, off the fucking chain fight for your right. No, it's none of that. It's just study the laws and the codes. Know your know the codes, know their codes, and then just simply bring up their codes to them and they will follow them. It's that simple. There's not even anything to get mad about. Really, there's not. If you get mad, it just makes it harder. There's no point. There's really so, no point. So this sounds like somewhat correct me if I'm wrong about this, but this sounds like either an extension or the the actual sovereign citizen movement. Yeah. So so the word sovereign means king or queen. That's that simple, okay? Now, in the United States code, like I was telling you before on the other podcast before it crashed, they define in their own code in section 18 um title 18 section 11, they define the term foreign government it says here the, ter- the term foreign government includes any government, faction, or body of insurgents within a country with which the United States is at peace, irrespective of recognition by the United States. So if you're a group and you're, and you're, and you're disconnected from the District of Columbia, because the, the, the real secret, in my opinion, the biggest, gnarliest, craziest, wildest secret that really started me down this whole path and kind of fuels everything that i do is the definition of the term united states and everybody goes you're a fucking idiot of course we know what united states means right when you look in the united states code there's two areas where they define what united states means the first one is 28 usc 3002 subsection 15 definition a b and c but a is the one that i think applies the most and anyone can look this up. You just type in 28 space USC space 3002. 
you'll see Cornell University. You click on it. It'll pull up a definition section. You scroll down to definition number 15. It says United States means, and then you have below that section A, a federal corporation. Okay. Then we go to a different area, which is even more powerful than that. We go to uh, UCC, which stands for Uniform Commercial Code 9-307. Hit enter. Uh, you're going to go to Cornell University again, and you're going to scroll down to Section H. Section H states, location of United States. And it says in black and white right here, the United States is located in the District of Columbia. <laughs> so right. the definition, the legal definition of the term United States is an unknown location of unknown size that is physically located only and exclusively inside of the territorial limits of the District of Columbia. So when you say you live in the United States or the U.S., you are stating under penalty of perjury on many forms, such as a W-9 form, you are stating under penalty of perjury that you work and or live inside of the District of Columbia. That's how they tax you. That's how they get jurisdiction over you. And they have all of that is all in the tax code, Title 26, the Internal Revenue Code. It's all in, uh, I think it's uh, Title 8, which is all about aliens and, and, and resident aliens and all that. It's all in there. All this information is all in the United States Code. It is not hidden. It is not secret. There are some crazy definitions that they make, and then they place those in the definition section, and you have to go and find those and then plug those into the laws to really understand what the flying fuck they're trying to say. That shit's kind of <laughs> tricky, right? Yeah. But in terms of it actually being available to read, it is completely available to read, and it's on the internet. Or you can go to a law library, and you can read it in the law library, okay? So in my opinion, and I don't really see anybody else talking about this as much as I do in, in, the, in the sovereign movement if you want to call it that i don't really i don't really use that word very much yeah i, I think it's a terrible term period. yeah personally. i don't really use it i just say state national because that's what it is it's not sovereign it's state national i'm a state national uh it comes right out of their codes uh, uh, a national is someone who owes permanent allegiance to a state so i am not a a a a, a country-wide citizen i am a state national it's not called the word citizen because a citizen citizen and employee are very, very similar terms in law. So when you say U.S. citizen, what that legally translates into when you clear up the definitions of the words and the term United States is an employee of an undisclosed, unknown location of essentially a corporation that is physically located inside of the District of Columbia. That's what the term United mm. States citizen actually means. I'm not a citizen of any place, and I'm sure as hell not associated with United States. So what I am is I am in the original non-incorporated landmass known as the California Republic, and I am a non-citizen state 
national, which is exactly how they describe it. We, we're not making this up. This is not some crazy, wild thing, right? A U.S. citizen lives in the District of Columbia, and they don't have any rights. They don't have any rights. They don't have the Bill of, of Rights. They don't have the Constitution. You don't have any rights at all whatsoever because you do not live in the United States of America. You live inside of a foreign corporate zone, and no one forced you to fill out the documentation stating that. You signed it of your own free will. And as per the Supreme Court, U.S. versus Valentine, the only absolute and unqualified right of a United States citizen is to residence within the territorial boundaries of the United States. So the only right that you actually have as a U.S. citizen is the right to temporarily locate yourself within the District of Columbia. That is your only right. Every single other thing that people think are your rights uh, are, are not your rights. They're actually called privileges, and they can take them away whenever they want. Here's another one that's very fascinating. This comes from Hendrick versus Maryland. A U.S. citizen, upon leaving the District of Columbia, becomes involved in interstate commerce as a resident and does not have the common law right to travel as a citizen of one of the several states does have. So basically what, what they're saying there is when any U.S. citizen that's physically located outside of the District of Columbia is essentially a stateless nomad. Because the only right they have is to residence inside of the District of Columbia. So if you're in California and you're state on paper under penalty of perjury that you're a U.S. citizen, you are essentially just this like stateless nomad and your very existence in the state of California is actually illegal. Hmm. Wow. So, so when, you change your, when you change your status to a state national, well, you're, you're telling the Department of State through the passport system, you're telling them, guys, I live and I, and I domicile and I'm a resident and I'm here on California land, original, the original land of the California Republic. I don't live in Washington, D.C. I don't live in a territory of Washington, D.C. I don't live in uh, anything that would be associated with any sort of corporation or federal corporation. Uh, I, am, I, am, I am actually in, uh, living on the land of the original United States of America. And once you explain that to them and they issue you a passport... You now regain all of your human rights. You don't need a license to carry a firearm. You don't need a license to drive. You regain the right to travel. You don't have the right to travel as a U.S. citizen. So you need a driver's license because it's illegal for a United States citizen to be driving outside. I mean, really in the District of Columbia or out of it, but it's even worse if they're out of it because they're not even really supposed to be out of it. Okay. Uh, you don't have the right to travel. So the definition of the word license in law means per permission to do something that would otherwise be illegal. It's illegal for you to even exist outside of the District of Columbia. It's illegal for you to do 
anything, everything. It's illegal for you to drive a vehicle. It's it's illegal for you to carry a firearm. It's illegal for you to even own a firearm most of the time, right? So what you have to do is you have to get permits and you have to get licenses and you have to register things and you have to do all these things because you've told them what your status is. You've told them that you're this corporate plaything that lives and exists in the District of Columbia. And, and, and you don't have any rights at all or privileges. The only right you have that you don't need a license to do is to be inside of or travel into the District of Columbia. That's it. That's the only thing. Interesting. So exactly after you've gotten your status as a state national, how, how does this work as far as police or courts or anything? So courts are essentially, um, I think it's, I forget the actual um, code on this, but all courts are essentially administered. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. This trans. See here. Every single court is administered in the District of Columbia. Um, that comes from, let's see here. Yeah, here's another one that's really fascinating that will blow people away. Uh, 25 USC uh, 3401. Oh, shit, I believe that's actually, hold on. Actually, 26 USC 3401. I need to adjust that. That's subsection C. Let me see here. The definition of employee includes an officer, employee, or elected official of the District of Columbia. There's more words there, but that's really essentially what it's saying. Um, or any agency or instru instrumentality of any 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 of them. So basically, the, the word employee means someone who works for the District of Columbia. Okay. So keep in mind that whenever you say you're an employee of this or an employee of that, you're saying I am a I am a officer of the District of Columbia. So you aren't an employee. Uh, let me just write this down here. Fix this. 25 USC 3401 is 26 USC. I'm always doing something with all this stuff. Um, people don't see me on the back end, but I'm, I'm, basically every single day I'm doing something here. But let me see if I can find uh, this. I, I can imagine with as complicated as this is, then there, there's always something to correct, something to add, something to take away. Oh, yeah. So... Here we go. Uh, here's another one, 19 USC section 810. So it's talking about the District of Columbia. It's saying no person shall be allowed to res reside within the zone except federal, state, or municipal officers or agents whose residence presence is deemed necessary by the board. So what they're saying here is for anyone who says they're a U.S. citizen, uh, what what they're saying here is that is that anyone who writes anywhere that 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 they they're saying that they're a U.S. citizen, uh, U.S. citizens by their own codes are officers or agents of the government. So so when you write U.S. citizen on things, what you're basically doing is you're basically saying um, 
uh, I work for the government and I live in the District of Columbia, right? Um, and then we have four USC 72. Uh, this, this is another one that's really interesting. Uh, basically like, so, so state of California, state of Nevada, state of New Jersey, these are all private for-profit corporations that are physically located in the district of Columbia. People don't realize that. So when you write, when you do like voter registration and it says like that you, 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 you basically confirm that you, you're a resident of state of California and all capital letters. What what that is in law is you're signing a document that states that you live in the District of Columbia. So, so state of California has the exact same definition as United States. Okay. It's a it's it's located in the District of Columbia. So state of Ohio is located in the District of Columbia, state of Indiana, state of Montana, state of California, state of Florida. Uh, city of Los Angeles is a private for-profit corporation that's physically located in the District of Columbia. That's why you pay state tax. You pay state tax. It, it's super confusing, but you're paying state tax because you've signed documentation that states that you live in the District of Columbia and that you don't live in your state. That is why you pay state tax. When you live in your actual state on paper, you don't pay state tax anymore. Which is like totally fucking insane, right? But that's how it really works, right? It's all that's the bit. This is the big scam, basically, right? So, so it says here, all offices attached to the seat of government shall be exercised in the District of Columbia and not elsewhere, except as otherwise expressly provided by law. So, anything that's a subcorporation of the District of Columbia is is exercised or physically located in the District of Columbia, right? Here's another section that's really fascinating. This is 26 USC 7701, definition 39. This is the, the this is the definition for persons residing outside of the United States. It says if any citizen or resident of the United States does not reside in and is not found in the United States judicial district, such citizen or resident shall be treated as residing in the District of Columbia for the purposes of any provision of this title relating to jurisdiction of courts or enforcement of summons. So whenever they, whenever they bring you to a court or whenever they're trying to summon you for anything or do anything to you or ticket you or do anything at all, they basically, if you're, if you're found drifting somewhere else that's outside the district of Columbia and you're filed as a United States citizen, they, they basically treat you as though you're located in the district of Columbia. So Everything comes back to the District of Columbia. And when you're a U.S. citizen, you you are either in the District of Columbia or you are outside the District of Columbia. That's there is no you, you're not in a state. You don't live in a state. You're not in California. You're not in like when you say when you say I'm a U.S. citizen and I live in state of California. All you're really saying in that is I live in the District of Columbia I work for the federal corporation and I live in the district of Columbia. <laughs> That's all you're saying. That's all you're saying. Interesting. So what happens is that the government assumes you're retarded. That is the ultimate <laughs> governmental <laughs> assumption. Okay. Yeah. That, that stands to reason. So, so what they do is they have all these tricky words and they assume that you don't know any of the definitions of the word. So, and they basically make you an employee. They make you an employee. Their corporation. Precisely. Bingo. You got it. 
They make you an employee that physically lives and resides and completely willingly and voluntarily under absolutely no duress of anyone's hands. You are the one admitting that completely openly, completely voluntarily and completely of your own will. And they assume you already know all this. Yeah, they imply it. So you say, they say, are you a U.S. citizen? And you go, oh, of course, <gasps> of course. I'm so proud of, oh, my, of course, of course. And then, and then that's it. You just, you just, you just slam the nails into your own coffin and just got buried alive instantaneously. Okay. Now it gets worse because you said you're a U.S. citizen in your tax documentation. You said you're a U.S. citizen in your driver's license. You said you're a U.S. citizen on your W-9 forms that you filled out for your job. You said you were a U.S. citizen on other tax forms that you sent into the IRS. The IRS has non-citizen tax forms. All sorts of them. And you can fill them out and mail them in as a non-citizen. It's not that fucking complicated. Uh, you said that you're a citizen on your uh, your passport. Uh, let's see what else. You openly talk about it on social media, being a citizen or being a United States citizen or a U.S. citizen. Uh, when you start, When you do banking, there's two types of, of, of accounts that you can get. You can get a U.S. person account, which is a U.S. citizen, or you can get a non-U.S. person bank account. So you signed documentation at your bank when you open up your bank accounts. It states that you are a U.S. person. So you've been saying you've been saying shit that you didn't realize you were saying your whole life. You've been saying, "I live in the District of Columbia. I work for the government. I live in the District of Columbia. I work for the government. I live in the District of Columbia. I work for the government constantly, all the time, every year." Over and 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 over again. So with this, I'm, I'm sure anyone watching is asking exactly how difficult is it to go from somebody who's done that their entire life, uh, take myself, if I started, say, tomorrow, exactly how difficult is it to become a state national, how long is that process going to take? Um, well, the, the key is, so the, the, the quickest and fastest thing you can do is if you work for an employer, you can fill out what's called a W-8-B-E-N form. It's a tax form from the IRS, completely standard tax form. I teach you how to fill one out on video five of my free contract killer course. And what that is, is that W-8-B-E-N form states that you are a foreign beneficiary. So it has to do with trust law. Trust law is there's a trustee on one side and a beneficiary on the other. And the trustee is the one that works and, and, and is, the, is the worker person on the, on, the, on the trust. And then the beneficiary benefits from whatever's happening in the trust. There's a lot more to it, but that's like what a trust is essentially in its most basic form. So what a W-8-B-E-N form does is it's basically like you saying, hey, boys, I don't live in the District of Columbia anymore. See you later. Okay. And you're saying I am now a foreign beneficiary of the District of Columbia. I don't live there anymore. I went bye-bye. Now, what happens is at that point, now as a foreign beneficiary of the District of Columbia, you're no longer under their tax laws. So what a W-8-B-E-N essentially is, is it's basically a brand new contract. 
and you're basically telling them what the tax contract is between this new foreign beneficial owner, you, and them in Washington, D.C., the IRS. And what's funny is whatever the fuck you tell them, they accept it. If you write up a tax treaty that says, I love you guys, I ain't paying you, I ain't paying you a dime, they go, great, thanks. And they just file it. It's totally legal. Hmm. So a W-8-B-E-N is the form that, that does that for you. The form is confusing and advanced, yes. I teach you, what I teach you in the first five videos of the course is more than enough to actually fill out. See, I don't, I don't recommend anybody do any of this shit if they don't understand it, at least a, at least a good amount, like 70, 80%. If you're like 70, 80% in your head, then you can go for it. You know, you can go for it. I'm not telling you you can't. I'm just saying like, personally, I try to hit like 70, 80% before I move forward when I'm doing shit, okay? By the first five videos, you're going to have enough information to fill out a W-A-B-E-N in a way where uh, if I didn't show you how to do it, uh, you, you may or may not be able to pull it off, but you do understand what you're actually doing by that point. Okay. And that's really important. Now, once you file the W8BEN instantaneously and legally, you no longer have any federal or state taxes coming out of your paycheck. Okay. You are a foreign beneficiary of United States, which is defined as only and exclusively the federal corporation known as the District of Columbia, okay? So so you no longer live in the United States. You live in California, which in law is considered a completely foreign government to United States. California is as foreign to United States as Saudi Arabia is to Russia. Interesting. And I know that's a little confusing. Now, Nevada is a foreign country or foreign world legally from California. So when you start getting into the actual states, which is where all the power is at, you learn very rapidly that every single state is its own world, okay? And it's, it's, it's the highest form of government inside of its own world, okay? So legally, on legal documentation, there's many, many, many different ways to describe what I am. And, and all of those different terms to describe what I am are all located in Title 18, United States Code, Section 112. And um, if you go to 18 United States Code, Section 112, where you literally just type in 18 space USC space 112 into the internet, and you go to Cornell Law School, okay, these are the different terms that they use to describe non-citizen state nationals. Where we, These are the following terms. Foreign government, foreign official, Internationally protected person, international organization, national of the United States, and official guest. Those are the six legal terms that I can use 
to describe what I am on any paperwork. So if someone says, are you a U.S. citizen? I can say, no, I'm an official guest. Or I can say, no, I'm, a, I'm an internationally protected person. Or I can say, no, I'm a foreign government. Or no, I'm a foreign organization. Uh, the other terms that you can use is, this one's going to take me just a moment to find. This one comes from a different section. Let's see here. Where is it? Descending. Where is it? Passport. Where is it? Let's see here. Here it is. Let me just find this real quick. So another section that's very, very interesting to people, especially as a state national, is... Here it is. So... Uh, uh, so this is the United States government printing office style manual. And this, uh, this is the, I believe it's the 2008 version. If you go to uh, section 5.22, uh, there's a table. Uh, it says here, in designating the natives of the states, the following forms will be used. And it has an, a, an official legal name for someone coming from each of the individual 50 states of, of, of the original United States of America, the, the actual states, right? You have Ala, Alabamian, Alaskan, Arizonian, uh, Californian. So I'm a Californian. That's another legal name that I can use to describe my, my nationality. You have a Connecticuter. Connecticuter. <laughs> mm. You have a Delawarean, okay. a Floridian. Uh, most of them are, are Ian, Iowan, Kansan, Kentuckian, Louisianian, a Mainer. That's kind of funny. Um, Minnesotan, uh, Mississippian, Missourian, Montanan, Nebraskian. This is an interesting one. New Hampshireite. New Hampshireite. <laughs> Which state are you in? Uh, Utah. So you would be a, oh, that's a weird one. A, a Uton. U-T-A-H-N. A Uton. You're a Uton. So when you, when you become a state national, you would no longer describe yourself as, as a U.S. citizen. You would say, I'm a Uton. Hmm. And then that's what you describe yourself on official documentation. Uh, yes, definitely. And you use your passport to prove that if anyone has any questions. Now, so, lot, another thing that people don't really know about the passport is you can pull up the passport application on the Internet. It's called a DS-11 form. Or you can go and find one at, at the local post office and you can look at it. At the top, they have a, a section where uh, you can get a passport book or a passport card. And I'm going to put my finger over my number just but you can get a little card like this and it's a little passport card and it goes in your wallet and you use this for driving uh traveling whatever there's different those have different definitions and uh you you use it for identification purposes and stuff like that i don't have a i don't use a driver's license i don't i so don't that, have a driver's license so that I, is what you need yes well you don't need it, but if you want to work, you don't need a social security number to work. 
if you don't have any social security number, if you don't want to use your social security number anymore, it's totally fine. All you need is just to get your passport sorted out. The passport is good for 10 years. You can have a card and a book. You don't need to carry the book around with you. You just have this little card. It's really nice. It looks fucking super dope. It's got holograms all over it. You put it in your wallet. That's your ID. That's your driver's license. That's your everything. That's your concealed carry permit. That's your hunting permit. That's your driving license. That's your marriage license. That's your, you name it. That's everything. You whip that badass motherfucker out when a cop pulls you over and and you're you're kind and you don't give him any reason to want to hate you. He goes back to his little cruiser. He comes back. He says, thank you, Mr. Williams. Have a nice day. Sends you on your way. Because you actually have human rights now as a state national. You have the Bill of Rights. You have the Constitution. You have everything. So hmm. when they pull you over, you have the right to travel. Because you live in America, unlike a United States citizen that does not live in America. A U.S. citizen does not live in America. I think that's the most shocking thing of all said so far. Yeah. That's. Uh, you what? are a you are a stateless nomad that is literally owned property of a foreign for profit corporation that has absolutely nothing to do with the United States of America. And that foreign for-profit corporation that now owns you because you've told them they own you, you have willingly gimp-suited yourself up, <laughs> is called the District of Columbia. And they treat you as though you are a retarded ward of the court, and they treat you as though you are a, uh, uh, a completely dumb child that that cannot take care of yourself they treat you as a a liability at best because that's essentially what you are you are a stateless rightsless worthless homeless log drifting down this 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 shitty, muddy river, and you ha you have no ability to feed yourself, to wipe your own ass. You you are a <laughs> you you are literally like 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 I hate to say it. I'm just gonna be you're like a you're like a a, a very severely autistic Down syndrome crippled thing person that is just so unable to to do anything or read or or work or do anything at all whatsoever that that they essentially just take whatever value they can get from you and from their point of view even putting you in jail is is up the scale from where you're at now because at least in the jail they know you will be taken care of so so they are when they put you in jail from their standpoint what they're doing is they're assuring the protection and feeding of one of their retards is going to be effectively done. Interesting. And that is the that is the world that we live in, and people think that voting is going to fix this. Voting, voter registration is the cookie that they put out to try and get you to sign documentation stating that you live in the District of Columbia. Because once they get that signature, now 
you are officially one of their mini retards. Now, what they do Can't is they, I disagree. And what they <laughs> do is what they do is they take you as one of their mini retards that they now own, and they and they securitize your innate value. So whatever value they can squeeze out of you, they squeeze out of you and they feed it into the system, right? So it's basically this sort of like, it's sort of like the movie Matrix, The Matrix. There's all these people in these pods and like all of their energy, they're being used as like basically batteries and all of their energy is being sucked out and placed into this mainframe computer. That's essentially what the District of Columbia is doing. It's essentially securitizing and monetizing all of your future potential value that it just kind of creates out of some thin air or your lineage or your DNA or your, your, your parents or your grandparents. But in actuality, they, they, it's funny because they monetize you as something that has a lot of value. They monetize you as something that has like a hundred to $140 million in basic monetization value. But in reality, they, they really, think that especially with you signing all these documentations and signing away all your rights they, they really think that you are one dumb son of a bitch hmm. i imagine this this changes pretty much like everything about how like you would just operate through life though buying a house like you said setting up a bank yeah because all banks are all physically located in the district of columbia yeah so and as as a state national, is it difficult to live outside of that system? And I no, no, no. This is a great question. So there are a lot of people in the state national movement that believe that you got to get out of it and you got to stay out of it and don't do it and don't don't do anything. Don't even file these forms or these forms. Don't even you know just just exit forever. And you're just like you know oh you know don't even you know I I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. What I say is. You want to learn everything about working in the system and you want to learn everything you can about working outside the system and you want to work both angles. You can work both angles. When you work, when you work both angles, you can literally start manufacturing currency legally. You can create your own credit legally. You can print your own credit score legally. You can tell the credit agencies what your credit score should be and legally they have to do whatever you tell them. I could write them a letter right now and say, 840 and they'll have to put me up to 840 okay so so when you operate in the system and out of the system at the same time i am a i am a a, a very strong supporter of the more you learn the more power you have so to go like this bad 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 system and to and to like <laughs> not look at it and to not learn anything about it is really risky because if the system decides it wants to engulf you you don't know anything about the system so you, it's, it's this mystery that's engulfing you and you can't you can't defend yourself it's walking into a minefield yes so i believe and i live my my life and i i kick people out of all my shit if they're like fuck you you shouldn't be doing that you shouldn't be operating in the public you shouldn't be operating in the system i'm like, then leave fuck you that's not my that's not my deal right so what I do is I try to learn as much as I can. I still, to this day, I'm not even in the system. The United States Code doesn't even have anything to do with me anymore, right? Except beyond various protections that I get from the United States Code being an internationally protected person. And the government has openly declared that they will. The, 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 in, in the United States Code, they literally say 
that that people who are internationally protected people who are national state nationals and stuff like that it 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 literally says i'm going to find this right now for you this is so in 18 usc 3056 section uh subsection a5 it says under the direction of the secretary of homeland security the united states secret service is authorized to protect the following persons and then you have a list of different persons that the secret service is authorized i had to read this a few times because i thought it meant they had to but the word authorized just means they can like they're they're allowed to spend resources visiting heads of foreign states or foreign governments so the secret service in which is inside the 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 the, sec, uh, the uh, department of homeland security you can actually contact them and request their assistance as a as a as a state national it doesn't mean that as far as i can tell from reading this many many times it doesn't mean they have to do it it just means that if you ask for 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 assistance from the secret service they're allowed to say yes and assist you as a, as a foreign national hmm I assume if it would benefit them in some way. Maybe. You'd be surprised. Most of the government and the IRS, honestly, pretty much just operates off the codes. The codes, it's like a computer program. You learn you learn the HTML code and you plug in whatever the code says. And if you know what comes in one side and comes out the other side, uh, if you do it unemotionally, and there's no, you're not giving them a reason to combat you. And it's just like, I'm totally matter of fact, totally, hey guys, how you doing? I'm going to plug in these numbers to the front of this computer. You'll get out the other side of the computer, whatever the code says. I like that analogy. I like yeah. that a lot. Now, if you get pissy and you start writing them things and you say, this is the code, and they won't do any of it. <laughs> the computer won't work. The computer stops working. The computer will rebel against you. Because the computer, you the computer doesn't know you, but you've already placed yourself as an enemy of the computer. So when you say the fucking Title eighteen says the computer says, "Whoa, this person has flagged themselves as an enemy," and while they have placed the exact correct codes on on this thing, and 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 I'm more than willing to do it. We do not. Uh, it's just like the definition of foreign government. If if you are at peace, and 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 whether they whether they uh, you know recognize it or not it doesn't matter. You're still a foreign government. But when you write them communication, and the communication is combative, you have now proven to them that you are not at peace with them. Once you've proven to them that you are not at peace with them, you are no longer by definition a foreign government. So again, even the emotional side still goes back to the code. Everything goes back to the code. If you know the code and you know the definitions in the code, you're essentially a social programming engineer. That's really what a state national is at the highest level. You become a, a social programming engineer. You are engineering the code of which the entire government and the entire world of commerce operates on and you can actually reprogram the skeletal aspects of that code 
from scratch when you get to the highest levels of knowing how all this stuff works, right? Mainly through definitions, okay? So that's so, that's why, like, the, the people in what is known as the sovereign citizen movement, the people that get, like, shitty with cops and everything, that's usually why they get taken down is because even if they know what they're talking about, I mean, they're just applying it in such a way that it's not going to go in their favor. Yeah, anyone, first off, the, 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 the two terms sovereign and citizen are oxymorons. They mean the polar opposite thing. Citizen means employee. Sovereign means king. So how those two the words... King citizen. <laughs> there, there's no way for those two words to come together. It's actually a hilarious term. And I actually, uh, just, to, just to very quickly clarify this, I saw a sheriff briefing manual that someone sent me I forget what county it was uh, that said, you know, be careful of these sovereign citizens, blah, blah, blah. And at the beginning of this little briefing, it had the definition of sovereign citizen at the bottom of the front page of the briefing. And I thought it was a really fascinating definition. And the definition was basically someone who's filed as a U.S. citizen who acts as though they, they aren't one, essentially. Right. Interesting. Now, now, what's funny is that's actually true. That's actually completely true. So if you're filed as a U.S. citizen under penalty of perjury on your passport, on your tax documentation and on your driver's license and on everything else and every other fucking sun, moon and stars, but you're over here saying that you're a sovereign, sovereign citizen or a state national. That's an oxymoron in itself. It's an oxymoron. Well, hold on a second there, brother. And I've I've read I've read uh, uh, tax uh, cases where they do this. Guy will go into tax court. He'll say, I'm not a U.S. citizen. And and the IR the IRS lawyer will will actually will actually re- do a FOIA request, get the guy's passport files or get the guy's driver's license files, open them up, and see that the guy signed under penalty of perjury is a U.S. citizen, and he'll go. So so that means you're you're a perjurer. And the guy's fucked at that point. He's completely fucked because if he if he says yes, he's fucked. If he says no, he's fucked. He's fucked either way. He's going to jail, right? So the thing is, is that is that. When you when you start moving down this road, you have to go through and you have to clean up all of your contracts. And that's why my course is called the contract killer course. You are you are digging up and changing or annihilating all of these contracts that you willingly and openly and voluntarily signed that you are a a owned piece of property that is only allowed to locate themselves in the district of Columbia. Interesting. And just for clarification for the viewers, everything you need to at least start down this road can be accessed through what you offer. Yeah. The contract killer course, I teach you how to, kill most of the contracts. I don't teach you every single detail of every single contract because there is going to be an advanced course. For example, opening up a trust and operating an entire business completely in the private. That's pretty advanced. I did not put that on the first course. It's, it's just some people got upset about that a little bit. And it's like, well, first off, go fuck yourself. My shit's free. <laughs> and second off, uh, it's it's just a lot. It's a bit much for the for the original course. It's just so so in the original course, I bring up some of these things and I bring it to the person's awareness and I go over some of the basic details, but I don't explain the whole thing and how to break it all down and show them how to do it all. I, I stick with changing your own shit, getting your own house in order and that kind of thing. And then in the advanced course, we're going to move into working 
in groups and and working uh you know as a business and trust and 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 we're gonna we're gonna go into a, a higher level but for example like um like uh, the marriage license it's a really nasty contract right you have to kill that marriage license right i don't have a marriage license and i've never had a marriage license i've never been married so i don't really know exactly how to kill that contract i have there's other people that i know that have killed that contract and there's a lot of different various interesting things that i've collected in terms of how someone could kill that contract but that's one of those contracts that i don't really know a ton about another one that i don't really know a ton about is the military I believe it's a DD-214. I could be wrong on that. Let me just make sure I don't fuck this up. Hold on one second. I know exactly where it's at. It's a... A DD... Yeah, so so if you've ever uh, left the military and you never got a DD-214 discharge certificate, you have to file a DD-2168, which is an application for discharge of member or survivor of member of group certified to have performed active duty with the Armed Forces of the United States. So so if you don't if you don't have a discharge certificate, a DD-214, you have to file a DD-2168 to get one. Uh, if you don't get a discharge certificate, you're considered still basically an employee of the federal government, which is the military, and you're still considered to be physically residing in the District of Columbia. So that's one of those, another one of those contracts that I've never been in the military. So I don't, yeah. I don't know anything more about how to kill that contract than what I've just mentioned there, and it's on my website. So. People expect me to know everything about everything about everything, which is a huge compliment and very, very, <laughs> very, very cute and very funny. But I don't know everything about everything. So in the course, I teach you how to never pay federal taxes, how to never pay state taxes, how to never pay sales tax. All legally. I teach you what to say to your employer, what to give to your employer. I teach you how to fill out a Form 56 which is what you send into the IRS to, to eliminate your contract with them completely. As per their, as per their rules, you're doing exactly what they say. So basically the, the, the IRS contract is really very simple now that I've explained it and studied it for forever. When you filed your first W-9 form, you elected to be treated as though you live in the District of Columbia, just like everything else. You can revoke that election and the term that they use to describe that is called a revocation of election. You're revoking your election to be treated as though you live in the District of Columbia. And the simplest and fastest and free way of doing that is by filling out what's called a Form 56 in a special way. And I teach you how to fill out a Form 56 in its entirety on video number nine of my contract killer course. And by the time you finish the first nine videos, you will actually understand why and how the form is being filled out the way it's being filled out. You fill out that form and you mail it to the IRS certified mail. The second they sign for the certified mail parcel, you have now effectively and legally revoked your election to be treated as though you're living in the District of Columbia. And once that election has been revoked, you no longer have to file a tax return. Interesting. 
So and so th yeah. this really starts with, like you said, getting your own house in order, taking care of yourself. Then from there, of course, throughout this entire time, you're hopefully doing research into how this system works. And then eventually you'll probably want to start a business or something like that. So you can kind of play both sides. Yeah. And you can have a business inside the system and then you can have a, a trust, which is outside the system. You can have both and you can even have them flow into each other and you can do all sorts. Of, this is very advanced, very, yeah. very advanced. Like I'm pretty much one of the only people probably on the whole planet that knows how to really play both sides. Right. But that's because I really took the time and effort and I really wanted to learn both sides. And I continue to this day to read the United States code that has nothing to do with me at all whatsoever. It's no different than reading um, uh, a serious uh, regulation books for their, you know, it, it's a foreign for-profit corporation that, but the United States code does have a little bit to do with me. It, it, it protects me. And it, it talks about how the, 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 the federal corporation does want to protect me and it actively. So basically what happens is, uh, the, the 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 District of Columbia is the trustee, okay? And anyone that lives in the District of Columbia is a trustee, okay? And anyone who lives outside of the District of Columbia and operates outside the District of Columbia is a beneficiary. So it's actually illegal, as per their own rules and laws, to do anything at all to me that would harm me in any way. And they openly, in their own codes want to do everything they possibly can to protect me, even in foreign lands. So as an internationally protected person, I am internationally protected by the foreign corporation, the, the, the federal corporation, the foreign federal corporation known as the District of Columbia. So if I'm in France and there's some kind of weird political thing that explodes, uh, I am an internationally protected person that is internationally protected by the federal corporation known as United States. So I had heard something recently, and this was, I don't know, I probably heard it from a TikTok or an Instagram reel or something, but it was it was a quote that... A, a good slave master never teaches his slaves to speak his language. And that's kind of what this sounds like. Yeah. Is that there's an entire language known as law that is entirely foreign to 95% of everybody. And then they're able to treat you like you're an idiot and uh, hide the secrets right in plain sight. Yep. They pretend that you don't know any of it and they publish it all right on the internet for anyone to read. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yep. And and they assume that if you don't know the definition of U.S. citizen and you start signing documentations to state, state that you are, you're a fucking idiot and you did it on your own free will. Which just turns around and bites you in the ass. Yep. And that's why I don't that's why my movement is very openly non-combative because we are learning very, very rapidly that once you learn this stuff and you prove that you are not retarded, 
the government actually, you know, it's it's amazing. The government and the IRS, they actually really respect it. It's very weird. You would think that, you know, everyone's like, oh, when you do all this shit, it's all gonna uh no, no. When you when you start doing all this, they 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 reward you as being one of the few non-retards that are floating around. It's almost like a it's so weird. It's almost like a it's almost like this giant game show like a truman show and it's almost like we're not going to tell you anything but if you can figure out this 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 whole thing and you can figure out the maze we will turn you into a king hmm. interesting and 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 once you become a king they treat you like a king they protect you cops cops are Thank you, Mr. Williams. Have a nice day. You could be doing whatever you're doing. doesn't matter. As long as you're not crashing into people, hurting people. You can build firearms. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I could open carry a machine gun in California. Now, would everyone lose their fucking mind? Would I be shot to death? Probably. But but no one knows it until it gets into a courtroom. But that would be legal for me to do. Hmm. Interesting. So, what, just because it's legal doesn't mean you should do it because... yeah. It's way outside of the spectrum of what anyone knows and understands, and you will be murdered on the side of the road um, for doing that, even though it's legal, it doesn't matter. Okay, so uh, it it is a it is a, but if it were to get into a courtroom, then it would be a situation where you know, no, as per the codes, explicitly, you know, uh, this is not an illegal activity. So. Sorry, you're dead. <laughs> Sorry, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it, it's 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 a little bit complicated on the front end because you have a situation where, well, let's say I was concealing carry a firearm, and a police officer did find out about it, and he asked me, "Do you have a license?" He doesn't. If I say no, nothing else I say is really going to matter in his mind. It's 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 a real simple. It's like one of those no yes thingies that you see where there's the arrows. The answer no to that question is you're getting arrested period. Right. And I talked to a cop recently, actually at a bar for a while. And he told me, he's like, uh, once I take you into the station, once you get into the actual judicial system, I don't know. I don't care. He's like, if you know the law, you just get off. It's not my job. My job is to apply what I think is the law and get you into and routed into the judicial system. No different than a box getting routed into a routing area to be transferred to a different place at Amazon. And then once I once I place you on the on the conveyor belt and you go bye bye, that's it. I don't have to do anything else with you. And I don't know. I don't care. If you go to court and you know the law and you say shit and you get off, then great. Good for you. More power to you. And he was like a 28-year veteran of the LAPD. <laughs> wow. And he had seen a lot of crazy shit. <laughs> Fuck, he told me a lot. Where, of work, working in that city, I could only imagine. Yeah, and he worked down in the in the really hardcore like ghetto areas, and he worked directly with the gang leaders. And he had a lot of really really wild stories. Man, this dude was actually pretty cool. But uh, I didn't really tell him about what I do because I was just kind of asking him questions, and I just found him kind of fascinating. So I didn't really. Yeah get into what I do and all that kind of stuff really at all. Cause I had, a, I was reading a book about law and he said, what are you a lawyer or something? I said, Oh no. Or I, I don't know what I said. I said, yes or no or whatever. And I just started asking him questions. Um, 
but but yeah, it's it's amazing. And I asked him a lot of questions, and 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 I asked him about like you know what percentage of police officers would you say are really truly trying to do the best they can with what they know and to really truly protect people and their rights. And he told me eighty five percent. Interesting. And I said, and I said, of the remaining fifteen percent, what's the deal? And I started asking him lots of questions, and he said, he said seven percent of the remaining. 15% were people who had just seen so much nasty shit or they had just been betrayed or fucked with so much that they sort of flipped to the dark side. And then he told me the remaining 7% was pretty much the dark side for the beginning. Hmm. Interesting. I, I'd say that's a pretty valuable opinion coming from somebody with uh, with such background. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, and he told me about a time when he told me he's like uh he's like there was this one time when he he had gotten a call and he had to go to this house and there was this this dad and he was protecting his son or daughter from being taken and they as the police had to come and and take this child and he came to the door and he said you're not taking my child and he had a handgun and this particular officer backed up and said he said he said put the gun down put the gun down put the gun down Put the gun down. He said it six times. And the guy, I, I, I told, I, I had the officer describe to me, like, what was his face looking like? What was his eyes looking like? And he told me, he said, this dad knew he was going to die. But he wasn't going to let anybody take his kid. And his eyes were, like, glossed over. And he said, he said, by the sixth time, I told him to put the gun down. I fired two shots, and I killed him. And he said, why do you think I'm here every single night getting drunk? He said, because all I ever see every night when I go to sleep is his face. It's a nightmare. Every night for years. Mm. Mm. And, you know, I know a lot of people are not too fond of cops. And even in the state national movement, it's a hit or miss. But cops are like anything else. They're just a computer. Once you understand the code and once you understand the code, not, not to say that humanity is just a computer, but, yeah. but but generally speaking, you have your upper crust 20% of any group, and they're like the ones that, are, that can actually think lucidly about a subject. And then below that upper 20%, the remaining, the remaining 80% is pretty much to some degree or another, they get into some kind of a groove. And they pretty much just stay in that groove, generally speaking. Right or wrong, it's not really, I don't really necessarily think of it as a right or wrong it's just, it's just is, I don't know, you know, Yeah, it just exists. It just exists. So, uh, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that people cannot be reprogrammed or, 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 or invited to learn something more about a subject or anything else. It just means that most people by definition uh, are, uh, very defensive about anything that challenges whatever they believe is their own programming. And the problem with that situation, and it's actually funny because a lot of what you find in the United States code can be translated into real life. Like, for example, uh, the foreign government example that we talked about earlier. Same fucking thing for any other human being. Once they once they get a little whiff and once they get a little a little something that you're an enemy or you're acting like an enemy, you're no longer a foreign government. You're an international terrorist. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, it, 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 it comes down to our primal 
desire to have a, a self-preservation. And when somebody is is acting or they're shaking, their hands are shaking, it's no, long, it's no different than cops. They pull you over. You're real mean. Your hand's kind of down low like this. And your arm's kind of shaking and your shoulder's twitching. They see that and they see this guy's about ready to fucking like pull something out and start firing shots at me or something. You know what I mean? It's the same... It's the same basic idea in 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 all of human interaction. So it's like, yeah, why someone would stand there and just say, "Oh, that's dumb." Mm. That's nature, bro. You ain't changing that. <laughs> Fucking idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Why would you Why would you lean up against that and become combative toward nature when you could just simply embrace that of which is that you will not change, change your behavior sink your behavior into that notch of which this person's trying to exist in. That's how you get people to evolve. Interesting. So, so like I've been saying a lot more on the more recent shows that I've been on, because I want shows constantly true sovereignty, which is true King or queendom comes from the ability to create good relationships that is 80% of what a king is composed of. I'd go even farther. I'd say 92% of what a king is composed of. Paperwork and, and well-greased firearms aren't really going to get you that far, in my opinion. And I love guns, let me tell you. <laughs> but I also say at the same time, it's a small part of the equation. What do you think uh, the remaining percentage is? Guns, paperwork. Uh, guns and paperwork is probably like 5%. And then I'd say 90, 95% is. I would say, I would say, I would say 50% is the correct definitions of words, terms, and phrases. I am a big huge part of what I do in my whole movement is constantly talking about the definitions of words, terms, and phrases and looking up definitions from Black's Law. And what people don't realize is in these codes, there's a definition section for every single title and every single subsection of every single title. They define everything. The more tricky definitions like United States, they're they're very tricky with, but once you once you come down from that top top level of of scam, and you go down a little bit, the definitions become very clear, and 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 the definitions become very open. But once you get to the very very top, when you start talking about definition of state, definition of United States, they get very vague in these areas because they don't want you to know what definitions they're actually using. Yeah. So, for example, the definition of state. <laughs> It's almost always like a state, a territory, uh, uh, Guam, Virgin Islands, or the District of Columbia, which really all that really means is just the District of Columbia. <laughs> but they yeah. put all this other shit in there to try to smoke screen it out so that you don't ask questions, right? Uh, what, what the definition actually is, is the District of Columbia. Anytime you see, oh, the definition of this is, is this, 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 this. Sometimes this could be this on Tuesdays. Uh, well, you know, when the temperature goes above this, the, the, it could be, oh, 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 also, and also, District of Columbia. 
when they when they add that in at the very end of the definition, all that is is it's just the District of Columbia. You can just you can just take all the rest of the shit that they write in there and just take it all out. Just have it say the District of Columbia, and that's that's what it is. <laughs> Interesting. So they get they get really tricky with that shit, bro. They get so fucking tricky with that shit. So I would have to ask, what would you recommend for somebody who is, say, just listening to this show for the first time, just hearing these ideas for the very first time? Where would you recommend they start, they go, what books they read? Like, where do they start? Well, I've had everyone at the sun, moon and stars tell me, Oh, I've been studying this for 20 years or 30 years, or, Oh, I, I saw this 20 years ago and I couldn't figure it out or this, or that there's a lot of the, the thing that, that, that I do that's so unique is I take all these special words and I, and I, and I, and I, and I simplify it all. And I turn it into the simplest possible language, like not using any legal terms, like nothing as much as I can. Right. So, that's why what I'm doing is blown up so much because there's not really anybody else that has done that. There's, there's two things that I've done. That's very unique. The first one is I I've sort of studied everything under the sun, moon and stars, and I've sort of called all of this important information into one cohesive package, which you're not really going to see anywhere else. There's a lot of people who are kind of like specialists in all the different areas. And I've sort of collected from all of them and I've put them all into the course. And I I'm very, very serious and very, very transparent about all of those various sources. I talk about all of my various sources a lot, and I talk about how to access them, and I talk about where to go to access them, right? Because I think that's extremely important. I don't want people to think that I am stealing all this shit, you know? Plus, I mean, I, I love being someone who can help someone else find the people that I learned from. I think that's beautiful. I, I love the people who I've learned from, you know, like Christopher Hauser on YouTube. Uh, you know, I, I love, or, or James C. Lovett, you know, the, the, the bad wolf. So these are people that, and, and there's many other people uh, who, who I've learned a lot from. And uh, I, I love giving them shout outs and, and being very open. So in my course, you will learn, all the people that I have learned from, you will learn about some of their information, where to find their information. I even give you basic overviews on kind of how they teach and stuff like that. So you can kind of figure out who you may want to go check out and that kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's really everything in the kitchen sink in my course. And then the second thing is I make it all very fun and, and unemotional and non-angry, non-fearful, uh, making jokes and singing and talking about dicks. And it's just, it's a very, it's a very, very different style of talking about this subject because most people are so serious about it. It's such a serious thing. It becomes almost like an Alex Jones show, right? And I try to stay away from that as much as I can because I think... I respect the hell out of that. Yeah, I think I think it's just fascinating. And I think that, you know, uh, America is going to be gone if we, don't, if we don't learn all this stuff. And I think, you know, uh, what's beautiful about the, about the codes is that uh, when you when you start learning all of the codes, you learn that the codes are all designed to benefit you. That's the part that's so heartbreaking. When you when you really start to learn all this stuff, the entire government is essentially there to help you and assist you. And it's so strange because it's almost like 
they they just if you're a retard and you've proven that you're retarded they sort of kind of hate you but if you if you're if you're not retarded and you prove that you're not retarded they they kind of like flourish you in gifts and power they kind of respect it because you figured it out yeah it's like a big game show we're like in a big game show essentially that's interesting that that just brings a lot of stuff into question about especially about like what we're taught in school and uh turns uh stories like george washington never telling a lie chopping down a cherry tree into a really interesting piece of propaganda yeah yeah it's almost uh it's it's like that we we live in the truman show we really do we really really do and 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 you learn that there's this big game show okay and there's all these rules and and everything is set up to to build this illusion and the game show is basically are you going to be able to think and evaluate and educate yourself out of this illusion and if you can then you basically are are win win the game show and you get essentially like infinite prizes sort of basically hmm. but if you but one of the pitfalls of the game show is if you they're, they're throwing all of these so 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 when you have something like um like like the old game shows where they would have the course and you would run and jump on these things like most extreme elimination challenge is my favorite one because i think that's yeah. hilarious but there's other ones that aren't like such a joke right like like the old gladiator what was it ultimate gladiator from the 90s yeah. and like these kind of shows right so so when the guys running across the different platforms and and the people behind the scenes push a button and something swings across the platform and tries to hit them everyone laughs it's like oh that's just part of the that's part of the game show right but when 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 you're trying to get a passport sorted out and and the passport agency throws you a curveball and tries to fuck with you it's considered treason and they deserve to die and burn in the streets and people get angry right when you when you start to think of it more like the 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 gladiator challenge where the government is simply testing you on your way to prove you aren't retarded. It changes everything. And, and, and the more I study this stuff and the deeper I go down these rabbit holes, this really seems to be what we are actually living in. It is literally a, a gladiator track and they're they're they might sometimes hit little they haven't done anything to me i don't know why probably because just because they notice that i'm the most hardcore motherfucker walking the earth but they don't <laughs> they don't throw anything at me they don't throw any curveballs at me that i haven't gotten almost almost anything but at the same time i walk in there making rambo look like barney the dinosaur okay i got paperwork and definitions and i i got so much shit by the time it hits their desk they're like, fuck, whatever the fuck you want, Mr. Williams. <laughs> we'll give it to you. Okay. <laughs> I go in so fucking prepared. It's unbelievable. Okay. So, uh, but, but 
the 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 game show if i, I really i'm really starting to starting to get this if, if people just think of it as more of like a game show it's really 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 fascinating because they 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 don't make anything hard on you. They don't do anything to you. They don't come after you. They don't they don't try to do anything to you. There, I've had no issues, no issues. The IRS is assisting mm-hmm. people, calling employers on the phone to assist in people to never ever ever have to pay taxes ever again. That's incredible. On that note, I, I think we'll wrap it up. Um, I wanted to go a little bit longer because we had that little snafu a little bit earlier. Yeah, it was like a half an hour of bullshit on my end. I apologize for that. No worries. I wanted to make up for that uh, for everybody involved. And uh, so, yeah, I think we'll wrap up here. But I do got to say thank you for coming on. This yeah, has man. been an incredibly fascinating topic. And I definitely want to get you back on to be able to uh, get more into the weeds in some of this. I'd love to. And and if anybody's interested, uh, uh, my contract killer course is one video per day for 39 days. And each video is about on the average of about 45 minutes. And uh, if you like what I'm talking about here, it's basically just that for 39 days. But it takes you from the, the very, very, very ground floor. And we go up to the first floor, second floor, third. It's a nice gradient, all the definitions, all the laws in a fun, engaging way. I promise it's not boring. And um, we just we just build it up and 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 build it up. And by day 39, you're, <laughs> you're, you're on like the 80th floor of the building, literally. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, I made sure to put everything down in the episode description. And that will uh, follow the video anywhere I pin it, post it, share it, whatever. Same with anyone else. Um, I always end the shows. Um, I like asking all my guests this question because it everyone has a different answer. Mm-hmm. And I love hearing everyone's different perspective on this. Why does liberty matter in the first place? Uh, it doesn't. And the reason why is because liberty is nothing more than an idea. And that idea is inside each and every one of us. But uh, we we are, the, the, the world is a physical manifestation of our collective ideas, thoughts, and reactions towards the idea of liberty or our definition of the idea of liberty. And people have to feel as though they, as an individual, have enough self-value to be worthy of liberty in order for liberty to manifest itself in the physical universe. So the true, the true, there is no such thing as important or not important in terms of liberty. There is only uh, self-value and self-confidence or a non-self-value and a non-self-confidence. And I believe the ultimate crux, the ultimate battle is the game show that we are involved in is a game show of we're going to throw at you all these different reasons why you should have a low self-value. And if you can prove that you have enough self-value 
to move and evolve yourself through this sort of like the pressures in a mine that create a diamond, we will exalt you as a king. And there's just an infinite gradient of liberty up to the level of king. King is the winner of the game show. It's the ultimate liberty. Liberty is something that you earn and you earn it through self-value. Interesting. I like that answer. I like that answer. So I want to share this real quick. This is your website, onestupidfuck.com. <laughs> Highly recommend everyone go check it out. It is absolutely phenomenal. Like I said, it is in the episode description. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to shout out? No, man, I appreciate it so much. Thanks for dealing with my horseshit mic. I'll keep an eye on that. <laughs> and uh, awesome show, awesome intro. Love the intro. Really appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. And uh, for everyone else who made it to this point in the episode, make sure to hit that like, subscribe, share, all the good stuff to help uh, help us grow. We're always fighting uh, soft censorship by the uh, big tech overlords who just don't want us to grow. You know, for a long time, I thought it was just because I sucked, but <laughs> I was like, no, no, there's got to be something else here. So, but all right. Thanks everyone. And uh, we've got some, uh, we, we've got a uh, Pete Canones coming on Monday morning or Monday afternoon. So uh, go ahead and tune into that as well. And uh, we'll, you'll be hearing from both of us at some point in time. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you.